Incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, that's an amazing feeling to have. everybody and welcome to episode 43 of the latest ps5 now you're probably wondering wait a minute didn't they only do 41 last week well you got to you know our luck we record episode 41 on a wednesday it goes live for patreons and then bam the next morning sony announced psvr2 controllers me and alex quickly got together recorded episode 42 we thought we'd only chat for 10 minutes 30 minutes later we finished talking about one topic which was a PSVR 2 controller. So that became episode 42. So lucky, 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 you got two episodes last week. And if you're Patreon, you also got the other PlayStation show, which is the latest PSX. So you got three, four, if you count the David Fish special. So a lot nice. of interviews last week. Um, we're here, Alex, episode 43. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just coming off from recording the latest PSX. Uh, really pissed off right now because we went over our top five hardest games. So uh, I'll need a moment <laughs> to calm down. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. And obviously, episode 43 of the latest PS5 podcast is brought to mm. you by our Patreon producers, George Rixie, Adam Batty, Martin Batterbury, Scott McCluskey, Paulio and David Fish. Their support allows us to continue creating this podcast for you, the listeners. If you want to help and support the show and receive some cool bonus content, then head over to our Patreon page, www.patreon.com forward slash latest PS5. There is a link to that Patreon page in this podcast description. Exclusive access to our Patreon exclusive PlayStation podcast, the latest PSX, is included with your support. And this week's episode, as Alex just mentioned there, is all about the hardest games we have ever played. Oh, it was just stressful talking about them. Let's move on from them, Alex. What are you currently playing? What are you currently well, playing? I'm currently playing. Okay, well, I'm delving into a bit of retro. Um, you uh, PlayStation listeners out there, I'm currently knee-deep in uh, The Last of Us Remastered. Uh, I'm playing it on the uh, PlayStation 5, so there's no load time. It's running at a nice crisp 60 frames a second, even though it's got some nice PS3 glitches with people walking through walls and stuff. But it's all good. It's all good. You know, I still don't want to piss off any clickers. Yeah, I know about the lingo. Um, but hmm. yeah, I'm currently with... Uh, actually, no, yeah. So I'm at the stage now where Joe has just fallen off a some type of height and he's uh, impaled he's, himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's impaled. Yeah, yeah. So we just about made it onto a, a horse, and that's pretty much where I just saved the game. Oh, so dude, you got to. We're gonna exactly. we're gonna blitz this podcast because what yeah. happens next, like, yeah, is yeah. unbelievable. So I'm gonna we're gonna do this in under forty minutes. <laughs> I guarantee it. We're just gonna go speed, but I've got to get you on the last of us. You got to do it, man. It's so fucking good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm really loving that game, and it's like, yeah, I can, I can, I can see why there's so much hype about the second one, and I cannot wait. Even though I haven't even finished this one yet, I can't wait for the um, the anniversary edition, which we're hoping, even though no one's actually announced it. But we're doing an exclusive fake announcement uh, that hmm. there will be an anniversary edition of Last of Us Two coming out more or less the same the same time that the uh, Last of Us Two came out last year, which was what June? Was it June? Yeah. Yeah, it was junior. So uh, anyway, so I can't wait to play Last of Us Two. But how about you, man? What you've been uh, what you've been clicking away at? 
so obviously every week it's usually the same dirt pair. So I thought, you know what, there's some good sales on. Let me buy some games. So I bought three games. I bought um, Life is Strange 2, which was only £10, which is no longer on promotion. I bought uh, Layers of Fear 2. The original Layers of Fear is amazing. So I was looking forward to Layers of Fear 2, but I uh, waited for it to go on sale. So I grabbed that. And I just yes. finished um, In the Rays of Light. So In the Rays of Light. It's made. It's a Russian game. Um, it's literally only two hours long. But I just, I just wanted something to play, you know, that looked a little bit pretty. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, just finished that. Uh wasn't great, but... You know, played it anyway. Uh, you know, it's all about like the aftermath of a nuclear war. You know, in a way. So, yeah, okay. it was all right. But I thought let's get it out of the way. It's a short game, um, so I got yeah, that yeah. out of the way. And now I'll obviously move on to uh, nighttime playing of a horror game, which is Layers of Fear Two. So looking forward to that. But we'll talk about yes, that next is. week when we get there. Shall we get into the news, Alex? Let's get into the news. We've got some big, well, big topics to go through today. We so have. Let's get we to have. Uh, so I think we've got six pieces of news this week. Um, so number one, let me take you to Polygon, uh, where Owen S. Good wrote. So this is his article. Uh, Sony Interactive Ent- Entertainment will acquire the Evolution Championship Series, the fighting game tournament known as EVO, for almost two decades through a partnership with another esports venture the company's announced on Thursday. Additionally, EVO will return from a year's absence with an online tournament this August called EVO Online. Fighting Games' premier championship event will now be owned and operated by a joint venture between Sony and RTS, which is an esports venture whose investors include the Endeavor Talent Agency. EVO co-founders Tony and Tom Cannon will remain closely involved as key advisors, according to Thursday, last Thursday's statement from Sony. In a statement to the fighting games community posted to Twitter, the canon said they needed an experienced strategic partner who truly respects the spirit of the fighting game community. Sony's statement said that the Canons will ensure that EVO remains a one-of-a-kind, grassroots competitive platform for fighting game players and fans around the globe. None of the parties to the deal revealed the cost of the acquisition and Sony and RTS are likewise silent on their stakes and ownership split. EVO Online this year will take place on in August, uh, the 6th and the 8th, and then um, 13th to the 15th as an open format tournament, offering free entries to players in North America, Latin America, Europe, and Asia. The tournament lineup features Tekken 7, Street Fighter 5 Championship Edition, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, and Guilty Gear Strive, which launches in June. Uh, obviously, last year, EVO 2020 was scrubbed as an in-person event due to COVID-19, and organisers made plans to go forward with an online event spread over July 2020. That event then was cancelled, however, following allegations of sexual misconduct that ended with the Evolution Championship Series firing its chief executive, Joey Cuella. Mm. Alex, that so, came out of nowhere. The day after the PSVR 2 controllers, we have Sony buying Evo. Well, yeah, it's a big move, it's a very big move, and I guess it's just Sony basically showing everybody that we are Sony big bollocks, and we're going to make our name known in every single industry, uh, on every platform. Yeah. Uh, did they recently uh, acquire, um, was it Tootsie, what's, what's the, um, the Japanese Crunchyroll. Uh, animation? 
Crunchyroll, I didn't say Tootsie Roll, yeah, Crunchyroll. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was thinking, what's a Tootsie Roll? Anyway, yeah, so they recently acquired those um, not too long ago. And this coming off the back of the PSVR 2 um, announcement, well, for the controller announcement, it's just showing that um, Sony is just continued just to, uh, to keep in the mindshare of fans all over. You know, they're definitely looking to ramp up production for this year and uh, make sure that they're at the forefront of everyone's mind and no better place than Evo. Um, what the world's biggest online tournament, well, it's online now, but um, the biggest fighting tournament out there. And um, it kind of makes sense. You know, it mm. kind of makes sense. I mean, you know, you've probably heard Paul talk about it before that the majority of players, you know, play on PlayStations, right? Most mm-hmm. of these games are played in PlayStation. Street Fighter, whether it's Mortal Kombat, whether it's uh, Guilty Gear Drive, you know, I mean, there are some cross platform games, but the majority of it's going to be played on the PlayStation. So they just looked at the figures, but well, they must have looked at the figures and just thought, yeah, well, the majority of the games being played on our console. Why don't we just host it? Why don't we just take a massive share? And, um, it makes sense. I mean, they've got the PlayStation 4, which is like, what, 114 million at the moment. So they've got a massive market share. And, um, you know, connect, well, bar, well, next to what Smash Brothers, you know, which is on the, uh, the Nintendo, pretty much every other fighting game is going to be available on their system. So, mm. well, you Sony, know. you know, that was one thing that a lot of people were saying that, oh, will Sony curb Smash Brothers? But a statement has come out from the Canon Brothers that said, no, Sony are. Uh supporting the fighting community and smash brothers will be there the only reason it's not taking part mm-hmm. in the online tournament is just the infrastructure required like to the point where tekken 7 is going to be done on pc um just right. because of the connection issues that obviously different territories have with the ps4 and tekken um yeah. so they need to make th- this online tournament as uh you know fair as possible so that's why they're going with pc but Again, you know, a lot of people, I saw a lot of people saying, like, I don't know why, but they're scared of the Bethesda deal that Microsoft have. And they're like, why are you spending money on this? It's not nothing. But you've got to understand that esports is getting bigger and bigger and bigger every year. It's ridiculous how big it is. Like, professional football teams sign people to be a part of their esports teams. That's how big it's getting. And from a Sony standpoint, you know, if you're a fighter now, you are buying a PlayStation console because Evo, right. like, you know, when if you say to me, yeah, there's a big League of Legends in an arena, I'm going to think Nerdfest. But Evo's cool, yeah. if you know what I mean. It's like the cool esport and it, it's influenced. It, that competition alone influenced purchases. And if you're fighting now, 99% of people are going to buy a PlayStation console because that's Evo, right? You know, and the number's already high like majority of people play more combat on playstation tekken street fighter yeah. all these games so it's great that sony are obviously sticking because smash brothers is huge so it's great that that's going to still be there in the future and the best thing for fight fans is sony will make sure that esports and evo specifically is cleaner bigger and better going forward yeah. you know and hopefully they push yeah. fucking namco to make tekken 8 Oh, yes, that would be great. And it's like another platform for them to announce any of their future upcoming projects as well. But uh, remember, Xbox also, they've got, what, um, Killer Instincts 
You know, okay, which is a big game on this. It's bro, less exclusive. Don't don't crack jokes. Okay, don't crack jokes. Real fighting you know, games. So <laughs> another move for them just to you know need to push them out. If I want to see <laughs> animals, like, oh, yeah, if I want to see animals, the fighting community, and we're still in talks with Microsoft. <laughs> if I want to see animals fighting, I'd rather just watch Van Helsing than play Killer Instinct. Oh, but you know, you know, what can I say? Let's be honest. Killer Instinct hasn't been the same ever since it left Nintendo. I mean, when it was on the SNES, that game was awesome. That's Fans it. I would attest to this. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's money, right? <laughs> mm, that's it. So uh, we'll move on. Um, this was obviously last week, but we had already recorded, but we did preview it. Um, so as detailed a few weeks back on the show, Square Enix 40-minute digital live stream has come and gone. And here's everything that was announced in regards for PlayStation. So Life is Strange True Colors will launch on September 10th on both PS4 and PS5 and all other formats except the Switch. The sequel to 2019's Life is Strange 2, True Colors will pull back from its predecessor's episodic format and release its full story on the same date, thank God. Life is Strange True Colors will star Erica Mori as Alex Chen, a young Asian-American woman with psychic powers who moves to Colorado to discover the truth behind what happened to her brother Gabe. Sticking with Life is Strange... um, Don't Nod Entertainment's original graphic adventure 2015's Life is Strange will be remastered for new consoles, as will its three-episode prequel 2017's Life is Strange Before the Storm by Deck Nine. Both games will be included in an Ultimate Edition release for Life is Strange True Colors on September 10th and a standalone purchase later this year. So, I mean, I played uh, the original Life is Strange. I'm not yeah. Bothered about the remaster I played um, before the storm. It's it's just a cool little game. I'm looking forward to playing it too. It's a bit hokey, uh, a bit yeah. you know teeny, a bit silly. But I it, I think it was just at the time I wanted something different. Played it, enjoyed it. It was a good game. Yeah. Played the the DLC. I'm obviously just as I mentioned at the top of the show. I've bought Life is Strange right. too, so we'll go in there. But um, looks cool. Have you have, have you ever seen Life is Strange or played it? I uh, I may have played it at yours one time. I mean, is that the uh, is it like a linear path that you follow? I mean, is it just point and click? What what's the No, so it? it's basically you move around. It is linear, um, but you your decisions and everything will cause butterfly effects in the story okay, cool. and across the game and characters and stuff. So it's pretty cool. Um, I think the problem with it was again the technology at the time. You know, it was on PS three uh, PS. 3 and then PS4 and it was just really slow and things like that right. so obviously yeah. it was just a bit and then loading times were a bitch as normal so yeah. we'll see what Not happens anymore. I know I know <laughs> exactly um, so we'll move on to the next one from Square first announced at PlayStation's June 2020 event the all new IP from Luminous Productions called, uh, originally called Project Athia now has a title which is Forspoken the action yeah. adventure stars Ella Belinska as the protagonist Frey Holland facing off against dragons and other colossal beasts in an untamed land. Forspoken will be a PlayStation 5 console exclusive when it launches in 2022. It will also come to Windows PC. Bro, this game looked insane. I did, uh, yeah. just, just the speed she was moving at, I was just like, oh shit. <laughs> that Ella Belinska, I'm sure she was in that, um, that crap version of Charlie's Angels that came out. Like oh, the recent know. one, never watched it, I mate. Like, That's it. I didn't watch it either. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I saw the trailer, um, but yeah, I think she was probably was. It. But uh, the, the, the yeah, game pretty... looks beautiful, doesn't it? The game, yeah, the game. Now, does this game? Well, I don't know if it um, calls back to you, but for me, it reminds me of that Unreal Engine Five demo 
Um, I know what you're on about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it just looked so similar. But obviously, it's not going to be the same tech because, you know, Air Square use their own engine, right? Mm. Uh, But it just seems very similar. But yeah, it looks good. It looks like it's going to be a a great open world game, you know, just full of colors, full of life, full of energy. And like, I like the concept as well. And the fact is that they're actually uh, taking their time with it as well makes it it could be potentially a new uh, franchise. Mm. Um, that they could go forward with because everybody knows that Final Fantasy yeah it's great but you know we need something else from Square <laughs> you know we need something else mm. and uh, it does look very Final Fantasy as well like Final Fantasy 15 specifically but I was looking at the visuals and the movement I was like wow that looks silky smooth it'll be an interesting freedom. game to play yeah pure freedom uh, moving on, uh, so the next up was an update for People Can Fly's third-person loot shooter Outriders which is launching April 1st on everything um again except switch but it'll be on ps4 and ps5 and will be available for the latter two consoles via xbox game pass on the same day so xbox one and xbox series x will have it on game pass um outriders got two trailers during square enix presents one detailing its story campaign loot and role-playing systems called outriders 101 and a cgi story trailer called appreciate power now before we move on one of our questions at the end i'm going to bring it up early and that is uh, Lee from Scotland. He asks, Hello, Sonny and Alex. Your thoughts on Outriders going to Game Pass for free on launch? Will this hurt the PS version of the game? It's really interesting. Um, yeah. Now, I know why, uh, you know, speaking to people who are close to the project, it just wasn't. Even though the demo came out, over 2 million people played the demo. Um, they were very happy with the numbers and things like that. The pre-orders were shocking on the yeah. Xbox side of things. So, you know, Microsoft came, offered, great chance. You know, you're thinking, right, we ain't going to make this money on Xbox. Let's take the Game Pass deal. But I think, tell me what you think about this, Alex. I think it's a strategic move by Xbox to see mm-hmm. if releasing a game on Game Pass has an effect yeah. on PlayStation sales. Because if it, because obviously this is something that will happen with Bethesda games. You know, yeah, the games yeah. that have PlayStation Legacy will still be on the PlayStation console. But I think Microsoft want to see if a game is free on launch on Game Pass, does it affect the 60 or $70 game on PlayStation? So I think they're going to look at that Yeah, really they will. That's, that's a great call. You know, a very strategic move. Uh, and I think, yeah, it will, it will definitely affect um, the sales for sure. Uh, but I guess Sony's kind of chilling anyway because they know they've got the they've got the market share. You know what I mean? They've got the mm. mind share. Uh, a lot of fact, factors are actually in their favor. And Xbox actually need you know uh, items like this in order to kind of push sales and try and increase the focus towards their brand. So uh, yeah, you know, um, all the best to them. But realistically, I don't really think it's going to affect the sales. You know, well, especially the lifetime sales uh, on the PlayStation console too much. So mm. yeah. It's a good move. I think, good the, move. I think the smart move as well is with it going to Game Pass, I think the perk is the community will be there. The player base will be there because there are millions of people on Game Pass and you know they'll have a new big AAA game in Outriders to play. So obviously a lot of player yeah. count will be on the Xbox side so the game should thrive. Yeah. But it, you know it's going to have uh, eyes on it at launch now all of a sudden because everybody's going to want to see the business numbers and the the player count does it work does that yeah. business model sustain or in microsoft are hoping will does it adverse playstation gamers to go out and get game pass you know on pc yeah. or buy an xbox to get game pass so they're yeah. going to be watching there's a lot of like moving parts on this deal um which will be really interesting but you yeah. know i don't think sony i think they're pissed 
about it as well because it looked like they had such a strong relationship with Square Enix, you know, with Final Fantasy VII Remake exclusivity, Final Fantasy XVI, Project Athlete, well, uh, Forsaken, is that what it's called? Forspoken, yeah. sorry. Forspoken. Um, and all these games. So you're thinking, yes, yeah, Sony and Square are getting in bed and then all of a sudden this happened. But I'm pretty sure Sony will take the Final Fantasy exclusivity for a year over Outriders. So yeah. I don't think they're complaining <laughs> too much. <laughs> Let, let the games begin, literally. Mm. <laughs> uh, Wonderland, which is your sort of game, it's a platformer, received a launch trailer which detailed more characters and outfits. The 3D platformer coming from director Yuji Naka and artist Nowata Hoishima harkens back to the two works from Sega in the early 1990s. The game launches on March 26th and a demo is currently available on the PlayStation Store. I downloaded the demo, played it for two minutes, turned it off, I it's too hokey. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, yeah. As, as listeners know, I'm definitely a platformer, but this game is just—I don't know. It's proper Japanese like over the top, crazy, isn't it? You know, I don't know that. I just the quality of the game doesn't seem perfect. You know, especially from a AAA company like Square. You know, I'm thinking, what? Who do they give this to? This seems like they gave it to like an indie developer within the company, uh, just to try their hand at it because it looks. It just doesn't look good. <laughs> I mean, at all. Um, you know, it's got all the bells and whistles that you'd expect from a traditional platformer. You know, it's got all the colours. You've got the, uh, you know, the things that you need to collect. Um, but the way, the fluidity of it all, it really does look like, um, like it could have been created on something like Dreams. In fact, if it was created on Dreams, it probably looked better. <laughs> so, I don't know what they're doing there. So Square, come on, fix up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, two more. So, uh, a Tomb Raider Definitive Survival Trilogy was announced, comprising of Tomb Raider from 2013, which was obviously the, the restart for the franchise, and then Rise of the Tomb Raider, which was 2015, and then Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which was 2018. Um, it's available now on the PlayStation Store and the Microsoft Store. If you buy it now, it's only nineteen ninety nine, but it will go up to 50 bucks. Uh, next week so uh if you haven't played any of the tomb raider games grab it you know sorry my phone keeps going off in the background it's a metal gear tone so it's fine um but yeah it's a great deal yeah. uh at that price point i wouldn't buy it at 50 um so if you haven't played it it's definitely worth it they're, they're really good games great platforms yeah yeah definitely and then uh the final bit of news which is by far obviously i think the biggest in terms of just overall scope both Wakanda and its king T'Challa will join Crystal Dynamics superhero adventure later this year in the War for Wakanda expansion for Marvel Avengers. Yeah. And it was announced with a teaser trailer. Black Panther will face off against his nemesis, the Vibranium Plunderer Claw, in the story expansion. Wow. Now, you know what? Don't give a shit about Avengers, but like, I'm just thinking in my head, I'm going to wait when all these DLC packs start mounting up then I'm going to play it, you know, because yeah. it'd be kind of yeah. interesting to play, you know, pick up, do it, put it down. I, it's one of them where you're just kind of waiting for the content. It's a great listen, by the way, listeners, uh, our special interview we did with elite destiny player, uh, Nico Di Maria. And um, he speak, we speak about this really, you know, about the Avengers style of content drops compared to destiny and the issues we have with it, which is the issues I have, but you know, I've been hearing really positive feedback about the Avengers after the PS5 update, about the load time, which took minutes on PS4, takes seconds on PS5. Nice. The visuals are stunning. The sound is stunning. I was like, okay, okay. I don't need loads of people to play the game because obviously you only need people around you. So I can, like, when they, it, 
you can get your brother and friends and stuff like okay let's just do avengers you know um yeah. organize a schedule to play and play and get it done but i mean what's your thoughts on it do you think um obviously they had the hawkeye expansion and they've announced black panther as well obviously we'll get into some um delays they've got on the game later but does this yeah. do anything for you now with avengers are you looking at it a bit more no 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 i don't really care really um, <laughs> i really don't i think um this game was pretty much not dead out of the gate, but, you know, like we said, we'll, we'll go into the issues that they've had from the beginning. Um, but it just seems like, you know, it's just the model what a lot of companies are trying to do now, which is let's just try and make as much money as possible with a, a massive, you know, MMO. Um, like a persistent know, online shooter, service, it? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, and it shows. It shows with the quality and the attention to detail um, and just the general lore of it. You know when a developer's being genuine with everything that they're creating. And right now it just seems a bit wish-washy, you know what I mean? And I just hope that they don't fall into the same trap as EA uh, with the Star Wars Battlefront 2, you know, when it just, you know, they kind of went down that model and it mm. just, I don't know, it just didn't seem like it was a, they, they could have made it into a really awesome game, you know, but they obviously they just went left and they decided to let's go for the, the money-making route. Mm. You know, obviously you've got companies out there like um, Epic, you know, which is smash it at the moment, you know what I mean? So, Mm-hmm. let's just move Fortnite. sorry um so yeah so and everybody's kind of trying to jump onto that bandwagon to just make as much money as possible but it's just affecting the quality of the games and i think this game right now to me it looks like it's a victim to it but i do hope that it does get better but hello time you know who knows what will happen in time mm. interesting indeed so we'll move to number three this is more of a business side of things but listeners you know we talk games but we also love talking business behind the scenes at sony and numbers sales but this is strictly business number three sony interactive entertainment sie has restructured its management team with several key appointments they include a number of changes to its engineering leadership team now this is important because engineering are the guys that do the hardware so PS5, PSVR2, PSVR2, engine, it's all about the engineering department. Um, so they include a number of changes to its engineering leadership team ahead of the imminent departure of SIE Deputy President John Codera, a departure we detailed about on this show three weeks ago. Codera, who previously led the teams who developed the infrastructure for PlayStation Network, is taking on a new role which will include leading digital transformation for all of Sony. That's everything, movie, music, everything. Hideko Nishino, who joined SI in 2000 and is credited with playing a key role in many of the innovations in PS4 and PS5 product development, has been promoted to SVP platform experience as senior vice president. Reporting directly to SIE CEO Jim Ryan, San Mateo, California-based Nishino will oversee network engineering and operations, R&D, design, data strategy and operations in addition to managing product and platform development. That's just, you know, probably one of the most, if not the most important role at Sony, right? Not the CEO, but the guy who runs R&D and design. He's got the most important job, right? Michael Patterson, uh, currently Vice President of Global Third Party Relations, will report to Nishino in his new role as Senior Vice President, Platform Planning and Management. During almost eight years with the company, London-based Patterson is credited with being a key figure in building SIE's portfolio of PS4 and PS5 business partnerships and is said to be a leading advocate for the indie development community. More changes have taken place across other departments within Sony, but um, you know, nothing a bit more further behind the scenes like financial, which we don't care about. But Alex, yeah. big changes and key positions for Sony, you know... Um, 
But it's good to see that Sony, it just shows you how well that PlayStation department has done. The fact that people who are in charge of higher positions for just the PlayStation side of things are now running like music, uh, anime, movies, electronics, everything across Sony as brand as a whole, you know. So the more yeah. PlayStation that spreads across Sony, the better, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, and um, yeah, I guess it's just them um, just making sure that they're running a lot more efficiently, um, especially with that. Uh, was it Hideki Mishino? Uh, was he responsible for you know the <clears throat> the transference or the um, the backwards compatibility of the how many games? Four thousand plus games that they've got mm-hmm. uh, currently planned, which are going to be transferring over to the PlayStation Five. So, and he's um, a big yeah, figure in the DualSense controller. Man. Yes. Oh, yeah. There you go. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. He is. Yeah. He's is is the main man. So yeah, it's it's good to see that they're just like tidying up. You know what I mean. Cutting out the fat and making sure that they're going to be, um, you know, standing steady and with a decent foundation for this generation because it seems like they're going to become like a key player in the, not just in the industry but just across industries. You know, like we talked about Tootsie Roll, sorry, Crunchy Roll. You know, with them, <laughs> Eric Christmas, you know that, and now Evo. I mean, who knows what's next uh, for Sony. You know, so um, yeah, it's it's good to see. It I really hope it's is. Capcom. I really want them to buy Capcom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just I just want Sony to be like, you know, we got some fuck you money, so we're just gonna buy Capcom. But I that like make sense. Why why not? Right? Why you know not? what though? I don't think now's a good time because Monster Hunter Rise is gonna hit the Switch. It's gonna sell record uh, numbers. Yes, if Nintendo yeah. was smart, they would have given an open checkbook to Capcom. And said, we want to release a Monster Hunter Switch, but we don't want limited. We want to make about 20 million of these because we'll fucking sell them all in a week. Because they would sell 20 million Monster Hunter Switches in a week. And they would then, I would look at you and think, okay, okay, they're going to beat the PlayStation 4, right? That's what I I would admit it straight off the bat, right (laughs) there and then. That's going to happen. That's like two, three years away yet, bro, when another Switch has (laughs) to come out to do it, you know. But the end of this year. It's crazy, but I think think Sony are smart with what they're doing, you know. They they buy uh, third party partnerships. They don't need, you know, because again, we'll talk about, I think it's a great episode next week to actually really delve into. Sony's first party versus Microsoft's first party. You know, yeah, I think we should do that next week, right? Uh, a proper detailed look into it um, in the latest you PSX. Guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and give our opinion. So that will be the Patreon exclusive show next week. So if you're not a Patreon listener, sign up. Great access to loads of content, early access, plus next week's big show where we go talk first party versus first party. But um, yeah, great moves, and it's always good to have fresh ideas you know um in there and that's not me making it my chair is squeaking like absolutely crazy i don't know what's it's gonna if i break and fall right you know I'll just fall off the chair gave way uh, but yeah get some wd-40 on that mate. i know i know um uh, yeah so maybe, number maybe. four and this is like a dagger to my heart uh so sony will reportedly close the ps3 playstation vita and psp stores permanently this summer Citing an unnamed source, the gamer claims Sony will shut down the PS3 and PSP online marketplaces on July 2nd, followed by the PS Vita store on August 27th. After the closures, players will no longer be able to buy digital games or DLC for the three platforms. Sony is reportedly planning to announce the plans this month. This pisses me off, Alex. (gasps) It's like Sony have one of the greatest legacies in the video game industry in terms of quantity of games. PS1, PS2, yep. PS3, PS4, PSP, PSP. And they just don't give a... F- I just come... Like, they don't give a fuck. 
you they, know they and, do give a you know what they give a fuck about they give a fuck about money and they know by closing down these stores that would just encourage more people who are still holding on to their old school consoles to move up and upgrade yeah. <laughs> you know, you know i'll tell you something i'll tell you i'll tell you what's funny right there was a uh interview with it was during a gran turismo esport event with jim ryan and to celebrate obviously the event they had all of the other gran turismo set up so people could play with all of them and somebody yeah. asked him an interviewer asked him uh you know why is gran turismo the older libraries not playable on the mm. current machines, and he said, yeah. "Look at it. Why would you want to play it when you can play Gran Turismo <laughs> Sport?" And I'm like, "That's not the mentality you want to have, mate. We want the legacy yeah, games." I think it's more yeah, annoying that Microsoft are trying so hard to, well, they need to get those legacies yeah. on to pad out, you know, the lack of what they currently have. But I still just think like you've got PlayStation now. You know how to do it. You've got a great engineering department. Fucking use it. And get these games on PlayStation now, but it's just like Sony, are like yeah, we'll just get emulate around. them, yeah, you know, emulate them, buy an emulator because there's plenty of them out there, mm. you know, and then just make it a staple, you know, for the PlayStation or for PlayStation. And that's it. So you can actually just access. But it's weird though because Sony have said it, like Jim Ryan has said it, that they see PlayStation as quality over quantity and they look at it as like the ultimate experience you know the james cameron experience in a cinema and stuff like that yeah and you know i'm just hoping that if they do announce this stuff because the ps vita as i said to you it still sells even though they've stopped supporting it and people still release games on it and they still sell because people love that handheld you know what i mean um but We'll see what Sony does on that. It's absolutely devastating for me. You know, but it's also a case of you know the argument between digital and physical. You know what I mean? Because yeah. these are one of the risks out there now, isn't it? You know, but they've got yeah. They risks. probably see the numbers, don't they? And and, and but yeah. you know, they're just probably thinking like, well, we see the numbers. Let's put all focus on PlayStation Five. Let's put all focus on other things. So we'll see what happens. But they're they're consolidating a lot of stuff. You know, movies and programs yeah. that we spoke about the other week. Now this, so they better come up with something big for PlayStation now. You know. Um, yeah, but I think, especially for you listeners out there, now's the time to go grab some of these games if you can find them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, the physical copies, uh, definitely, because uh, obviously once that show steps down, and obviously there's going to be season production, those values for the games are going to start creeping up. You know, I mean, like, you know, give it some time. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, that's a great stock to invest in now. Definitely. Tip there. <laughs> there you go. Uh, number five, uh, the developer of Marvel's Avengers has confirmed that PlayStation's exclusive Spider-Man content won't release until later this year, which represents a delay from its original scheduling. At the time of its announcement in August 2020, that's the wife's room sprayer, by the way. You probably hear that every week. Scares the shit out of me, man. Uh, At the time of its announcement in August 2020, the playable Spider-Man character was due to be added to the Marvel Avengers roster in early 2021. A delay was always likely after Marvel Avengers Trouble launch resulted in the release of the game's first two new characters being pushed back, along with the launch of the PS5 and Xbox Series XS versions of the title. However, it was only officially confirmed this week when Crystal Dynamics released its Marvel Avengers 2021 content roadmap, which includes no mention of Spider-Man at all. The content roadmap is arguably headlined by a newly announced Black Panther expansion coming to all players during summer and beyond, and Crystal Dynamics told IGN there's no chance that Spider-Man will arrive before then. Not much to say about this. Uh, we spoke about it ages ago, you know, weeks ago. We probably told that Sony weren't happy with the way Avengers is running, so they're going to hold off on Spider-Man. Have you got anything you want to add to that? 
Uh, yeah, I'd be pissed off if I was uh, <laughs> if I bought Marvel's Avengers. Uh, just to echo what we said about earlier on with uh, Square. Um, again, why didn't they just tell fans that this was going to be the case? You know, obviously they divided the whole customer base between Xbox and um, PlayStation. You know, because everybody thought they were going to get Spider-Man as an exclusive, and now we're looking at what 2022 uh, before Spider-Man will be swinging into onto the console. You know, so I mean, that's a it's a cheap move. You know, a really cheap move, and again. It goes down to the honesty in these developers, man. But anyway, we'll see how it turns out. Hopefully, when Spider-Man does finally land on the system, it's phenomenal and everybody loves it. You know, so if not, it's, it could be a potential cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens yeah. on there. Um, okay, um, we're at another number six. Another superhero title takes a fall as Warner Brothers Interactive's Batman game Gotham Knights is the latest major title to be laid delayed into 2022. In a statement published on social media, the company said it was giving the game more time to deliver the best possible experience for players. It was previously scheduled for release sometime this year. This is what they said. Thank you to our amazing fans for your tremendous support of Gotham Knights. Warner's statement continues. We look forward to showcasing more of the game in the coming months. This joins several other big budget titles that have slipped in recent weeks as disruption caused by the coronavirus starts to take its toll on production schedules. Last month, Bungie delayed Destiny's next expansion into next year. Lord of the Rings Gollum, Gran Turismo 7 and Hogwarts Legacy have also had their dates slip during the first few months of the year. I can see this from a mile away. It's annoying, but I want a good Gotham game. You know what I mean? So take your time. God damn this coronavirus. Uh, yeah, it is just screwed up the industry. But then again, it's like a double-edged sword, isn't it? On one side, you've got like delays. On the other side, you've got like phenomenal um, sales <laughs> going out the windows because everyone's stuck at home. Um, mm. But yeah, it's, it's just a shame that it's, it's rippling, um, you know, across the industry as, you know, and such big games, key games that we're all looking forward to are just going to we have to wait a bit longer for. But hopefully, you know, there's uh, the games which are being worked on, our guards which are being finalised right now, ready to go gold. Uh, we'll be able to enjoy those in no time. So here's to uh, Last of Us 2 uh, Remastered <laughs> coming out. Because, uh, that's going to be another game that I'm looking forward to. Um, you know what they should do? They should just release like, the whole... Are they going to release like, the whole Arkham series? You know, they're just going to update them. And, um, uh, they haven't they'll... updated them, but there is collections um, available, yeah. you know. So, okay. um, yeah, you That'd can... That would be good for the time being. You know, mm. they just like just threw out there, just upgraded it, upgraded textures, frame rate, you know, the PS5 treatment. Uh, that'd be nice. That'd just keep fans happy for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, if, it'd be even greater if they actually did like an update to the, um, the PSVR uh, game uh, that they did Batman. Mm. That was a brilliant, a brilliant VR game, brilliant experience. So um, they should be focusing on those little things. I mean, that should be easy enough to do, right? Mm. <laughs> we'll, well, we'll see. We'll see. You say that, but um, we never know, right? We'll yeah. see what happens on that one. Um, so that's all the news, Alex. Uh, we'll move on to the PSN sale update, which is really popular because people just love hearing about it. You know, we get a lot of people on Twitter saying, I've got this game, I've got this game, thanks for letting us know, which is great. But a bit different this week, Alex, because every week since the beginning of 2021, there has been a new sale promotion every week on the PlayStation Store. But just like Nintendo's bad run of home console sales, all things must come to an end. This week, Sony removed the prequels and sequels price promotion without adding something new (laughs) to it. So, at the moment, uh, games under £20 is still available, as is the Mega March promotion. They're both still active. 
Watch Dogs Legion is the deal of the week this week, and you can save up to 50% off on that game. And finally, if you don't have it yet, Ratchet and Clank is free for every PlayStation owner via the Play at Home initiative. But Alex, I want to highlight something to you. Uh-huh. Did you know that if you have PlayStation 5 and a PlayStation Plus account, you mm. have access to 30 plus games for free? Really? How? So, so you have the PlayStation Plus collection. Yeah. You have all the PlayStation Plus monthly games, which is uh, Final Fantasy VII Re- Remake, Maquette, the other two. And then you've also got Destruction All-Stars in there. You currently have Ratchet and Clank as well. And then you're getting all the new Play at Home initiative games in the next few wow. days. Really? So, Sony, so if you count all those, Sony are giving you over 30 games for free. Listeners are probably thinking, oh, shit, never realized that. <laughs> but all yeah. you've got to do, listeners, is go to PlayStation Plus Collection, add them all to your library, because we don't know how long that's going to last. Every month on PlayStation Plus, just add to your library. And when the Play at Home initiative comes, again, add to your library. You then own those games forever while your PlayStation Plus account is active. But the Play at Home initiative games are absolutely free for everybody. But it's crazy, though, 30 games for that free. Is- that is really good. Where where is the play at home initiative? I mean, like, so hold on, when's it being released? It's uh, so Ratchet is available now, so it should yeah. be on the home screen somewhere when you hit the PlayStation Store. If not, you can just search okay. Ratchet, and then it will come up, and it will say free. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then obviously the update is that's probably why they haven't put a new price promotion on. They're probably thinking you fuckers are getting ten free games this week. You can wait. <laughs> um, and then obviously the other ones will pop up. Releasing time. Yeah, brilliant. brilliant. Excellent. Okay, so we go to the letters. We usually have two to end the show, um, or more, depending on how time is running. But uh, Lee, we already answered your question, which was um, Outriders. So we've got uh, Devin Mason on Twitter tweeted in, and he wrote, At latest PS5, I love the podcast. Listen all the time while I'm at work. Thank you very much, Devin. We're happy we do that for you. What do you guys think about the upcoming game Returnal? I'm excited about that. I feel like we've spoke about Returnal so much, but obviously they've released yeah. gameplay. They've uh, talked more about the story mode and the first-person mode that's playable in yeah. the house. How yeah, are you feeling? Because yeah. this game is on your radar, isn't it? It is. It is definitely one of the standout games from last year's PS5 showcase um, that I get with uh, Project Athia. But yes, Returnal looks freaking amazing. Every single time they release more content, it just looks more and more enthralling. So... Uh, the answer to your question is simply, I can't fucking wait, uh, because it's it seems like a truly designed uh, you know game for the PlayStation Five experience, uh, and I just can't wait to see exactly what uh, House Marky can um, can uh, offer us. So uh, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, excellent. Um, yeah, uh, Devin, same thing. I was going to move on, then I thought, wait, I've got to talk yet about uh, Returnal <laughs> really quick. I'm excited for it, but I don't want to pay seventy pound for it. Um, just oh, because it's yeah. no, I know that I, I need to play it to see what it's like. Like I don't want to pay seventy pound because the one thing I know about house house mark games is they're designed to be replayed over and over and over again. What's so I don't seventy pounds though. I know, but I don't want to pay exactly. I'll wait. The thing is too much. I'll wait uh, until somebody's selling it on Facebook for like 20 quid because they don't know what they have. (laughs) Oh, you know, it drops down on a price promotion. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to play it. I'm really excited. Uh, But Devin, you know, it's a great thing to think about that game. And everybody's talking about the speed. Everybody's talking about the load load times, the visuals. For me, I I can't wait to hear the 
fucking audio. Because if there's a game oh, yeah. that's going to showcase 3D audio with all the bullets flying around and weapons, yeah. and I can't wait to see what that game sounds like, or to hear what that yeah. game sounds like. So just to hear, all right, get this, yeah, just just imagine this. I know we didn't really. My eyes are closed, listeners. Close your eyes. Yeah. Alex is going to serenade yeah, us now. We didn't delve too much on the PSVR two um, today because obviously we did the episode. So guys, listeners, go out there and um, listen to that because it's a lot of fun. Um, but think about this. Yeah, we were talking about the, the controllers. We said they were controllers. They look like uh, the Sony Ericsson logo or, you know, there's all these various memes out there. Fongs. Some mm. people have said it actually looks like fongs. <laughs> Plastic fongs. But anyway, we're not going into that. Uh, question is, well, not the question is, my point is, the actual headset, because we haven't seen the headset yet, and hopefully they should be announcing that soon, right? Before 2022, hopefully, because the way they release the controllers, they must have the headset. I think ready. they'll announce it when they know it's ready to go out to devs because they're not leak. So they'll just be like, okay, we're ready to announce. Yeah. All right. Well, think about this. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're thinking that it's going to be a lot better than the previous edition. Yeah. It's going to be a lot smaller. Hopefully there's only going to be, there's only going to be one cable coming out as opposed to the mm. octopus like cables, <laughs> which are currently out of the ones at the moment. Uh, but imagine the new features that they can have. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be smaller. We hope it's going to be more lightweight, you know, uh, hopefully it can be a lot more sweat resistance for people like myself, you know, playing super hot. Um, mm-hmm. But then there's also uh, the new features, you know, that we could expect to see. And one of the ones which I didn't even think about until the other day was haptic feedback on the actual headset. Feeling rain, feeling snow, feeling... Can you might, you, you get KO'd if you're playing oh, Returnal in that. Dude. Yeah. Shit hitting you in that, in that, in Returnal with bullets coming at you and ammo and gunfire coming at you everywhere. That game will knock you out with haptic feedback in your head. <laughs> I mean, hopefully you can dial it down a bit like they do in Ready Player One, but I think, yes, you know, um, this is going to be another game which I hope that they kind of do that, the, the PSVR version to it. And I think this is going to open the, the door to a lot of games, isn't it? Hopefully. I mean, we could see uh, Resident Evil 8 potentially come out with a VR version. I mean, I don't know if that's been rumoured yet, but um, hopefully they do. So yeah, I'm not waiting. Talking. To play that game in VR, I just want to play that game. Man. I'm looking forward to that game. I'm not waiting. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be interesting, you know. And I th- I can't wait for them to talk or release more information about it because you c- if you go yeah. back to last week's episode, episode forty two, yeah. where we talk about the PSVR two controllers, you will be able to just hear two gamers, yeah. which is me and Alex, just how excited we are about P- we 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 get so excited about new tech, um, especially when it comes to VR as well, and we just sound like kids. Right. You know what I mean? We just sound like kids, man. We can't wait. Um, But Alex, something different this week. Uh, So listeners, we did something at the end of our interview with Nico, um, which was word association. And it was just, I I said something to Nico that was destiny related. He has to quickly come out with the first word that he comes to his mind when he hears that. So for example, I said uh, Activision. Um, I can't remember what he said, but it was uh, interesting. So I wanted to bring that to our weekly show, Alex. Um, you know, you know. Sometimes we can do ten second games. Sometimes we can do word association. So I have word association for you. You know, um, well, this is actually not from me. This is from um, Tweety Two Four Seven on Twitter. Oh, nice. Are you ready? So the way this is going to work is I'm going to name eight things and you just okay. got to say the first word that pops into your head about that product. Okay. So if I say um, Tekken, you say uh, I struggle at that game, you know, or something like that, you know, because you do. I forgot to mention, you didn't mention Tekken <laughs> as one of your hardest games because you play me, 
then it becomes the hardest game you've ever played, doesn't it? <laughs> so when so when, when so Patreons, if you go over, sign up, and you listen to the hardest games we played, Alex realistically wants to say Tekken One, Tekken Two, Tekken Three, Tekken Four, Tekken Five, Tekken Six, Tekken Seven. <laughs> uh, I'll give him Dark Resurrection, but um, yeah, he, he, he just didn't want to say that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you ready? Yeah, let's go for it, man. Uh, well, uh, so I've got eight, and do you want to know okay. why I picked eight? Uh, no, why? why did you PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4, PS5, PSP, PS Vita, Pocket Station oh, from okay, back in the okay. days. So I thought, eight hardware, let's do it. You know what I mean? Hardware, yeah, nice. Okay. okay, so um, Mega Drive. Classic. Batman VR. Uh, enthralling. Luigi. It's his brother, isn't it? <laughs> Wii U. <laughs> Uh, uh, an investor's nightmare. <laughs> EA. Uh, what happened to you, mate? <laughs> Dual sense. Uh, one of the best inventions ever. Feng Wei. You would kick your ass. Yeah. Okay, no PS One. And the last one, PS One. Yeah, classic. I mean, uh, sorry, that's that's uh, that's my heart. That's my heart. There it is. Nice, nice. So, listeners, if you have word association or 10-second game, you can do either one. Um, send, if you've got them for me, send them to uh, the latest ps 5 at gmail.com. That way Alex will see it and then he can ask me them. And if you have word association or 10-second games for Alex, just tweet them at latestps 5 Or on Twitter, you can DM um, the message and then send it to us so we can see it. And then, yeah, 8 so we want cool. eight, eight. Uh, word associations, okay? Um, so just a little bit of fun, you know, because eventually one of us are going to say something we don't mean. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think I might have said that already. Oh, shit, but which one, listeners? Which one is it? I'm trying to think. What did you say? It wasn't EA. You said, what did you say? Sense. you said, like, PS1, you said yeah, heart. Wii U, yeah. Investor's Nightmare, yeah. Lu- Luigi. Yeah. Yeah. Luigi caught you out. You didn't expect it because he did it. Uh, Tweety. I, did it, man. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> Tweety didn't even stay PlayStation-centric. He went Mega Drive, oh, VR, man. PlayStation. No, I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, man. So listen, yeah, come on. Just try and stamp this, man. We're looking forward to this stuff. Um, but yeah, man. That, that was quite fun. So mm. that's another game for us. Any more ideas, listeners? Let us know in the comments. DM mm-hmm. us. Email us. We're looking forward to it. Yep, and um, listeners, thank you very much for listening. Again, if you want early access to these episodes every week because we record on a Wednesday and they go live, uh, head over to patreon.com forward slash latest PS5. Help support the show and get loads of content early exclusively on Patreon for you guys so you get to hear us talk more about PlayStation. Next week's show is going to be great uh, on the latest PSX because we're going to talk um, Microsoft's first party versus Sony's first party. And we're going to compare them, not really verse them, but comparing them and what we think will happen go full, going forward for that generation. So, yeah, head over to Patreon.com for that. Patreon producers listening, thank you very much for your support so far. Alex, I had the final word on the interview, which uh, pissed Nico off, but it was hilarious. You have the final word on episode 43. What say you? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, it's a quote from one of my favorite films. Uh, some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill, like... Sonny, when he's trying to verse me in Tekken. Tekken! <laughs> <laughs>